0: I'm an independent podcaster, and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds My guest, who I'm going to introduce right now, we talked last year before. She writes for Jurassic Outpost and is also a content creator for The Chaos Theorem. But today we're going to talk about Westworld because the Emmys, when this comes out, the Emmys will be on Sunday. And yeah, I've been wanting to catch up with Westworld a little bit. Uh, It's Samantha Indris, a.k.a. Samantha Joe. Hey. Hello.
1: Because
0: you're... Because I think because you've been watching Westworld since the beginning is was that my is that my correct assumption? Yeah, I have. That's really exciting. I'm so jealous of anybody uh who got to watch Westworld from the beginning because I basically just binged it all right before season 3. Oh, really? Yeah. But like to see season 1 in real time must have been really cool, I imagine.
1: It was really exciting, but like at the same time, I don't think I had anybody to actually Talk to about it because oh, no. I don't think anybody I knew was actually watching it
0: which to me is really interesting because Westworld is Michael Crichton so I would almost I would have assumed more people in the Jurassic community would have been watching it
1: that's what I would have thought too and it was funny because I was uh I was telling my mom about Westworld and she was like oh yeah it was a movie and I'm like wait what <laughs> so she's seen the movie that Crichton did I haven't seen that yet have you
0: Yes, I did watch it basically in preparation for watching Westworld and HBO. And well, I know it's funny because I was just looking back at the old episode we recorded last year and you talked about, you know, sharing sci-fi with your mom. So that's right. really cool that your mom. I'm like, Mom, why don't you show me Westworld?
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: And it's it's funny. I mean, I at this point. Cause the original Westworld was like 80 minutes. So like mm-hmm. one episode of the TV show Westworld is like longer than, a, than the entire movie.
1: Right. Um, yeah.
0: So I, I don't know if I like, I'm not like, I don't, I don't think I could spoil anything for you, but if anything, I, I was know. just surprised at how much to me, like Westworld is like, I don't, I don't know how, how you feel about this, but to me, Westworld is almost like the, um you know, the, like the dirty adult version of Jurassic park, but just replace robots with dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think as you watch through the series, you can see a lot of those, like make those connections to Jurassic Park and uh, Michael Crichton's work.
0: Did you decide to watch Westworld because of Michael Crichton or was it just kind of a new show to watch on HBO?
1: I think uh, initially it was just a new show to watch. Um, and I like the the Western sci-fi kind of mix of it. And I've enjoyed hbo shows before uh so and i think the the cast too drew me in because i knew a lot of the people that were going to be in it in the first season
0: yeah no i mean it's such a good cast and like yeah i don't yeah for me because i'm not much of like a cowboy person but the just the the theme park thing of it too Mm -hmm. i mean i i was just like thinking like I mean, if I could afford to go, I definitely think I would.
1: Oh, I absolutely would. (laughs) Totally.
0: What would be your like, what would be because I know you've cosplayed as Armistice, Armistice before. Really, really cool cosplay. What would you like if you're going to Westworld? What are you what's your like? I guess you set your job or something like that. I feel like I remember.
1: I think so. Yeah, actually going into Westworld. I don't know. I mean, I I love riding horses. Like, I grew up riding horses.
0: Oh, really? Oh, wow.
1: So being around, like, cattle and all of that, it's not that unfamiliar to me. So I don't know that I would have that much draw to actually go into Westworld itself. Like, I'd want to explore some of the other um, worlds, I think.
0: That's true. Yeah. And obviously, this this episode, we're going to be getting... We'll just... You know, we're going to just talk about spoilers here, you know, all over the place. I know. And, and it's, it's like, OK, would you go to Game of Thrones Thrones world first? <laughs> or I mean, I think yeah, I think you're right, though. I think maybe I would even do like Shogun world first or something like that.
1: Yeah, I definitely I think that would be more interesting to me than West World just because it's different, you know, from what I'm exposed to.
0: Yeah, this is, but I wonder if it's like Galaxy's Edge style where like maybe they only (laughs) opened a few at a time or something like that, you know, like kind of get people to go to Westworld first and then...
1: Like a new world opening fall 2018.
0: (laughs) Did you, like when you were watching it, because you, since you hadn't seen the movie, so what was watching season one like in real... Because to me it was like watching uh, season three in real time, that was the first one I watched in real time. And it was Mm -hmm. like every week I was like, it just felt like and i don't know and i don't know if this is because maybe uh, like some you know cuz some a lot of people were like kind of whatever about season 3 but it was like you know i had a lot of questions and mixed feelings but a lot of times it was like paid off you know um like it it paid off eventually but was it like that in season 1
1: oh yeah um i remember being like what's going to happen you know just constantly and um also just trying to figure out what was going on because you really didn't know, you know, everybody behind the scenes, like, how these things were created. It was just going in completely cold and trying to figure everything out and, like, who was a host and who wasn't. Because, you know, you just kind of assumed that, you know, like, um what was his name? Ashley? Was that the, the Hemsworth character? Oh, yes. Stubbs, yeah. Yeah. Like... I mean, I think you assumed he was human through the first couple of seasons, you know? It's just kind of mind blowing to watch that all unfold.
0: Yeah, no, it, and maybe that's why I liked season two better than like I feel like a lot of people did, maybe because I binged it. So like the mind fuckery didn't, it didn't like, like you weren't spending a week being like, what happened? It was just immediate. You got to see the twist and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's definitely one of the downsides of. Starting watching it from the beginning because you have to wait week after week, and then you know a year and a half or whatever in between seasons, so you really have no idea what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, no. Who were? I mean, does? I guess who who's your favorite character on it? Um, I, I don't mean, you know. can I think multiple. it <laughs> kind
1: of changes through the seasons, honestly, because like, I mean. Obviously, I love Dolores um, and her whole journey throughout it. And I think one of the interesting things about Westworld is that you don't necessarily, like, you kind of go back and forth between rooting for someone and questioning whether they're actually, like, crazy and unhinged, you know? But, of course, uh, Maeve, I think she's been a cool character throughout, um, especially when she started, I think it was season two when she... um, started coming into the real world and was having the guys like mess with her um, settings and stuff. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed all of that when she started like taking control and figuring stuff out and just figuring out how smart she actually was. That was really fun to watch.
0: Yeah. That, that definitely was thinking about it now. Cause it, I mean, it, it was, you know, I, it was a flurry of binging and then watching season three at the beginning of this year. That was my like, Descent into the pandemic madness was like getting into Westworld, <laughs> yeah, which feels appropriate. But yeah, yeah to me, the maze stuff was just like so that that was the stuff in that show that like gave me chills every time. Where it was like, I don't know, there's something so like cr- like creepy about the the like and and because I worked at Disneyland, like mm-hmm. the underground tunnels and stuff. So, like, oh, right. Any any time the show was like playing with that stuff, where you got to see like the behind. The scenes or like the the moments where like the park itself and like the behind the scenes like crossed things like that to me was like always this. I mean, it was played so well in the show, too, like when Maeve is just seeing like the bodies of like the people that were like just upstairs a minute ago. And now they're just being like fucking hosed off. Like, mm-hmm. it's so creepy.
1: That is so creepy. And it it's kind of brutal too, watching it because like. Your mind is trying to separate, like, okay, well, technically these are robots and not human, but they're conscious too, you know?
0: Yeah. No, all um, that all that stuff was so creepy.
1: Yeah, no, I liked that, uh, the underground kind of stuff, and um, specifically, like, Jeffrey Wright as Bernard. I also loved him a lot. Like, he's been really good throughout the whole series, I think.
0: Yeah, no, and I, it makes me hope that in season four, cause it felt like almost he took a little bit of a backseat in season three. Mm-hmm. But I almost think that maybe they're just setting him up for that he'll be like a bigger. I mean, I guess it's that thing too. And, and I don't, I don't watch as much. I, I mean, I'm starting to watch more like HBO television, but it seems like it's almost like every season characters can kind of like, some characters can take more prominence than others. Like, I really, I feel Like season two is like Maeve's season more so yeah. than, you know, other seasons.
1: Definitely. Um, I mean, and with well, what we think Dolores is gone after this third season. Um, but you never know because shows kill off characters and then bring them back all the time. Yeah. So I'm not saying she's completely gone yet. But um I think they needed to kind of fill that arc in so that then, you know, other characters could come in to the four season, So it made sense to kind of have Bernard kind of in the background.
0: Yeah, because they had to introduce Caleb and Serac and have them kind mm-hmm. of, you know, because that's always the thing. I feel like even in Jurassic, you want villains to have satisfying roles. But uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in Jurassic talk about it, it's like, you know, because Woo goes from from, you know, just this very small role in Jurassic Park. And then he's kind of become like a bigger character over right. time. But it's like, um, it's almost like, would it have made sense to introduce a character like Sorak in season one, when he's not really important until the third season?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I, mean,
1: do- I think Charlotte too, is kind of like that, where she had, you know, a bigger role and I never expected to find out, that she had a, you know, son and family back in the real world, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, and I was actually because, again, I tried not to I tried to avoid as much, even though I watched the first movie. But I mean, the, again, the first movie is not really an indication of where the show goes, but mm-hmm. the um, in a way. But, yeah, I was actually almost surprised because for some reason I thought Tessa Thompson didn't show up until season two. And then she kind of has like a smaller starts to have a little bit more visibility near the end of season 1. So I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm happy that she had a bigger role than I initially thought she would.
0: Yeah, I know, me too. But yeah, like I does did Game of Thrones do that like where cuz I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with Game of Thrones. I I watched like a handful of the last <laughs> season and that's pretty much it. But like the worst season. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. But like were there Cause weren't there situations where it was like a whole characters would be gone for like a whole season and stuff like that. And
1: yeah, I think Bran was gone for an entire season and he, you know, it was, he didn't really need to be in it because he's off, like basically just traveling. So they're like, you know, nothing's going to happen in his story and we need to catch everybody up to the same point in time. Um, but, I mean, I wasn't sad that he was gone because I didn't really <laughs> like his character. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bran. But there were, I mean, there were so many characters in Game of Thrones. its It was kind of ridiculous to keep track of everybody throughout each season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of sad that um, the two, like, I felt like to me they were almost like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Or like, there's something like the goofy, the the... The, the dudes that enlist, that uh, Mave enlist to, the worker guys that Maeve enlist oh, to. Oh, yeah. I like, like them. No, but I was like almost kind of sad that after the, after kind of that time, sort of season one into season two, but after that, it's like they're not really needed, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. In, in which, a way. Which is sad. I'm kind of hoping that they would somehow come back and run into each other or something.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, uh, that would be actually really fun if they popped up in season four somehow or something like that.
1: Because they didn't die, right?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. It's 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 hard thinking about it now, thinking back to it, because, it, yeah, watching it all at once, it felt very much like a blur. Although I feel like I remember the season three episodes a little bit better because, yeah, once once a week.
1: Yeah, and for me, like I think I remember season three the least because I only watched it one time. Because for the other season, like I rewatched season one and two before three came out. Oh, nice. So that I would be prepped. Um, So I've seen the first couple of seasons a few times each. Nice. um, So I really don't remember season three that well.
0: (laughs) What was it? So you watched season two in real time as well? Yeah. Ooh, what was that like?
1: That was, I mean, that was pretty intense as well. Because I remember it heavily being Maeve and a sense of urgency around her story and especially the, um, what the like host afterlife that they were all trying to get to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, with the jumping off the cliff thing. Yeah. Like, that whole thing was super intense.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I, I really like season two. I think it, it was very, it was very intense. I think too. Cause it was just like it, because the whole thing of like, like Bernard almost like not coming to terms with the fact that he was a host made the yeah. whole season very like fractured and, and and if i remember correctly it's like the season is like in two timelines but they like meet in the middle by the end of the season like you kind of Oh yeah yeah. Like to me it was such a very and i wonder i mean at the time when you were watching it did you get the sense that people weren't liking it or was it more of just like Again, it's like a show where every week it's just intense conversations around it or just intense reactions.
1: I think I remember people saying they didn't like season two (laughs) as much as one, um, like while it was airing. Yeah. I mean, I could see where there were parts that, like, I get why they would say that. But I really like season two because of all of the similarities you could see with Shogun World with Westworld. Yeah. And then learning... You know, these are, this is basically just like a corporate job and some dude is making the narrative and just copy paste, change the names kind of thing.
0: I know. I loved all that stuff. To me, that stuff was like really, yeah, it was very meta in a way, you know, like how people create stories. And it felt like, I mean, the show feel had its own like sign Bizarro Seinfeld moment where they're just like looking like that stuff to me was, and maybe I can understand like people if the show is so serious for, for you know, the first season and a half. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's this element of like, I don't know, not com. I don't know if I would call it comedy outright, but like just this moment where, cause it was, what's the name of the Shogun world armistice equivalent? I can't remember her name. Oh, I but, don't remember. Yeah. But like, you know, where they're just like looking at each other and like, it's like, holy shit. I'm just yeah. a copy of a cop. Like,
1: it's like that Spider-Man meme where they like point at each other. Yes. Like, wait a second
0: yeah that oh my god that's so true that's actually yeah i didn't that's really funny but yeah i mean i yeah i think maybe you know both of us being like jurassic people just seeing that seeing the kind of lore of like that this is yeah that this isn't just you know Westworld and it's like a thing and a metaphor or whatever it's like no it's like a yeah like you said it's a thriving business <laughs> yeah it's still
1: just a corporation and like these are assets and i'm sure the bosses are all yelling at them to you know make the new world and get it done and okay well i'm not going to be creative so copy and paste here you go you know
0: yeah and i i mean i think that's why again i liked the the um the two the guys that worked with may or were you know helped may Mm -hmm. like because it felt very yeah like westworld is a is a is a is a real place where people worked and it's like you like what is what is the like the um, the cafeteria like at Westworld <laughs> for the employees you know like just wiping off the blood like after yeah. cleaning up the the bodies and everything and
1: and you know there's just like those like ticket takers or whatever too you know i mean i seem it's the same kind of people as like you're saying like disney you know because yeah. it is essentially a theme park you got to have like the random janitors and the cooks and everything.
0: <laughs> Do you think there's like a merch store? Like after, <laughs> after you've had a, I can imagine like after, like imagine the, like if you think about every guest that's come into Westworld, that like after they leave, like, all right, like, nah, like, are you going to just buy a t-shirt? Like I survived Westworld <laughs> and all I got was this lousy t-shirt.
1: I would, I think they would totally have that.
0: That would be like, really- somebody
1: goes to Westworld and that's the souvenir you bring back for your friends that couldn't go.
0: Oh, I get a Dolores action figure. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I I really like season two as well, too. But yeah, I mean, maybe because I binge, I don't know. Was it different when you binge the, the first two seasons? Or I don't know if you binge them, but like rewatch them, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it, it was a little different to binge them for me because I noticed a lot of stuff I didn't watching in real time. Because I think it's harder to make some of those connections when you have to wait a week or you know the year and whatever in between seasons like it was with the uh, like we were talking about with shogun world versus west world and all the similarities and stuff i think you can see that a lot more when you binge it and the music too um because i know um during like the the robbery scene that they do they do paint it black versions of that Oh in really? Both, in both sections, yeah. So they do the the westerny "Paint It Black" and then they do you know Shogun appropriate kind of instruments in the second season.
0: See, I didn't even notice that. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, I notice it because I love "Paint It Black," like any uh, version of it, I love. So when it started playing, I'm like, wait a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, yeah, the mu- to me, the music is I. Because it's the same guy who did, who does Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. That's, um, I like pulled up this uh, Ramin Dawadi. Yeah. Is that who you say his name?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> um, But yeah, like to me, the music was, I don't know. I just, it, like, it's such a cool idea. I feel like it really worked for, I didn't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to think of other movies that have like a, a Knight's Tale. I guess they do that in a good way too.
1: Mm-hmm yeah i mean that was nice sales a little more obvious and you know the funny kind of version but um something else was doing that the other day and i can't remember what i was watching but it was like a well-known song that they made kind of medieval sounding i think
0: oh interesting i know that there's a youtube channel that does that
1: oh i know i found that the other day
0: <laughs> that's just all medieval like a medieval version of Creep or
1: it's amazing <laughs>
0: Also for me personally too, I didn't think I would be, uh, cause I almost thought that like, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like by the time that Westworld came around, I thought I was like over the idea of like doing something like this, but I feel like they do it so well. And like the, the versions are so like black hole sun, obviously just cause right now mm-hmm. both of us are <laughs> on the, yeah. w- on the West coast and dealing with, uh, fires and stuff. Like they're all just so beautifully done and. It almost like makes sense where like if you're a park goer, you know it's in the cover, you know it's in this like Western style or the Shogun, you know Japanese style or something like that. But it's like slightly familiar, so it's like almost comforting. Although I was gonna say, do the guests hear the other than from the player piano? uh, I wonder if they
1: like piped in music.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's gonna be like the Universal Studios, like the (laughs) like the lower lot. It's just like you hear the like.
1: Like, I'm you know. in Harry Potter land now.
0: Yeah, exactly. You hear the, like, you know, um, I'm trying to, like, da no, no, no. you are like, what's happening? Like,
1: like what, what?
0: Am I about to get shot? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would, like you were saying, it would be a comforting thing to have, like, music piped in. But then it might also detract from their experience because some people are you know super hardcore like <laughs> the man in black but you know that other people are just like there to have fun and shoot robbers if that's your fun
0: yeah um but
1: yeah so i don't know
0: yeah i mean I, I yeah i guess it would be it would break from the reality of the situation a little bit but i mean i think if i went I'd i'd feel like if i went i would be I would be one of those people that would want to go on like an actual like mission or far away thing. I don't think I would stay in the town. Cause it's like, I'm not, I'm not good at like improv or like pretending. So Mm -hmm. I forget what it is. And like, it was, um, the Ben Barnes character, you know, where he's just sort of like, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you don't (laughs) have to like talk to people and have a conversation. He's just like, you know, just shooting people. Like, I feel like I would be, I wouldn't be very good at, like, pretending, so I would, like, want to have something to do.
1: Yeah, no, I think me too, because it's, like, I want to keep in mind, too, that this is not real, you know? So I wouldn't want to get too, like, I don't know, entrapped by it, I guess, like the man in black is. Like, I don't want to get sucked in there and stay in there for months and months, you know?
0: Yeah, I know, and it's like you have no money left, and you're like, let me just sell my house so I can just stay in Westworld. Right, yeah. I'll work at the park just so I can play.
1: (laughs) That's how I get employees.
0: Yeah, right? I'm trying to think if there was any, like... There there weren't any big cliffhangers, right? Between seasons, it was more of just, like... Because I can't imagine waiting a year in between Um, season one and two. But it was more like everyone rose up, and then... Oh, because, like, at the very end of season one... Dolores shoots uh um Anthony oh yeah Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins yeah and then it's sort of like the ga- the game is on or whatever
1: yeah i mean yeah so i mean it's kind of a cliffhanger cuz you don't know what's going to happen and you know the robots are going to kill everybody or you know what's going to happen <laughs> but um not like super oh, you don't know if this person died or not. It's just kind of like, okay, where's the story going to go next and make you want to watch the next season?
0: Well, and that for me, and I wonder again, if just the way that I watched it, to me it almost felt like season two felt almost more like an epilogue to season one Mm. because maybe season three is so different visually looking. I don't know. Does that make sense? Or or is it maybe just because I watched them so close together?
1: No, I, I get that, that... um because it is really kind of wrapping up the like Westworld kind of story and like I don't know kind of Dolores's Westworld chapter I guess but yeah. it I mean it did kind of feel rushed to me in a way season 2 Well
0: I, I I mean there's something I think what I like about season 2 is it's like the chaos it's almost like the Jurassic yeah. Park element of like it it's because, you know, I mean, obviously, Jurassic Park never opened. Guys, mm. let's get them. Let's correct the meme. <laughs> I don't know if that's been driving you a little crazy. I've tried it to has, like, not, yeah. I tried not to like ruin it for people, but because I feel like you and I probably get sent that by a lot of people. and Yeah. Like, and it's like, well, Jurassic Park never actually opened. It's,
1: it didn't open. Um,
0: and Jurassic World was open for 10 years and it was fine. And um, but minimal like minimal injuries. <laughs> but it's like. uh you know westworld was open and then we get to spend a whole season of like everyone just like the the idea of that is so terrifying i kind of like that space of season two of like we we like is the part like and i like that it's almost like in the like in the real life where like if a disaster is going on like but maybe somebody doesn't know so they're still working and doing their thing and like they have no idea that like upstairs like there's killer robots, like, shooting at people. They're, like, just eating their lunch and, like, trying to get their job done.
1: Yeah, I remember liking that part where, you know, we're so engrossed in all this chaos in the actual worlds. And then, what is it, like, Dolores and Teddy and everybody come in, storming in through the door. And the workers are like, uh, what?
0: <laughs> What's happening?
1: This this wasn't on the schedule, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and I, it's... um. It, it almost feels more like, to me, like the second season of Westworld almost felt a little bit like the Jurassic Park novel too, where it was like, mm. because mm-hmm. the park never goes, like the power shuts off, but then because in the book there's all these people that are like, for, for listeners who haven't read the Jurassic Park book, like the power goes out and then they turn the power on, but then it's, this I guess is a spoiler for the Jurassic Park book, and then it realized that they only had the auxiliary power, so the power goes off again. But there's so many more workers and stuff there trying to put the, pack, the park back together. And to me, that's what Westworld season two felt like this chaos of like trying to like clean up the dinosaurs here, but then these dinosaurs break out and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And I think when I was re watching these is when I kind of made more connections to Jurassic Park as well as just Michael Crichton in general. But the concept of thinking you have control and you really don't is always what kind of links this and Jurassic to me.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. What were some of the other, like, cause yeah, to me watching it, the, even the first time, because I was watching it for, you know, essentially to also like talk about it on this podcast and stuff. I was very, cause I was doing like weekly recaps mm-hmm. um, for season three. It was always looking at those, looking for those Crichton connections.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I remember thinking when we're discovering, like when Bernard is going beneath that house that's out in the woods and they find like the, I think it was probably the first like machine that made the host bodies or whatever. That part, after I saw Fallen Kingdom, I'm like, I feel like Lockwood would have something like this in his basement.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Like
1: he's got to have some kind of lab down there. Cause I mean, where was he making the Mazies? Yeah. You know?
0: Ooh, um, yeah, there, where's the secret Macy room, yeah.
1: Right, so that's so, what, when I'm watching that, I'm like, okay, this, this is the tie here for me. Like, I just imagine Lockwood has some weird basement thing somewhere, because it's just, you know, it's kind of creepy, like, in that weird sci-fi kind of Crichton way.
0: Yeah. No, I totally felt like, in a way, maybe, and it's maybe because Westworld, obviously, it had to, like, draw from... And and again, for anybody who I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably, or you know, you've you've seen Westworld. I'm assuming, but you know, the original movie is only 80 minutes, and it there was no book, so it's just like, I feel like the the um, uh, Lisa Joy and uh, Jonathan Nolan, right? yeah, yeah, they they I feel like they probably read other Crichton novels for inspiration.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I think they would have to, um, just to have somewhere to go like have a general idea.
0: Well, I, I felt like there was even like shades of like especially like season 2 of being like trapped in the like the levels like that felt very like andromeda strain to me. Mhm. And there was something, I can't remember it now, but th- there was a there was like there was some I think the satellite stuff made me think of Congo. Oh yeah. And, and then yeah, like all the like to me, Fallen Kingdom and like Westworld, I felt like had a, like like you're saying, all that stuff kind of in in the the, the two the rivalry, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or like the um, Anthony Hopkins and then uh Arnold, like that whole thing had like a Lockwood uh Hammond vibe.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like you think there's only kind of this one creator left or whatever, and then Oh whoops there's somebody actually that
0: helped and
1: <laughs> secrets come out.
0: Yeah, they've been they've been erased, you know, from the sort of the the shiny happy history book version of the story. The real story is more horrifying. Right. And then I, at some point I mean Dolores doesn't say dinosaurs, but she says something like creatures from the past or something and amber. And like I was just like, "What are you?" I know. <laughs> Okay. Every time
1: they would do that, I, like, would freak out.
0: Yeah, no, it's just, like...
1: Like, you know these creators appreciate Crichton's work when they do that kind of stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also... I mean, also the facility out in the desert has kind of, like, a prey vibe mm. with, like, the... Uh, like, when people are getting attacked. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it... To me, it's, like, the closest we've come to, like, a Crichton... Like, a Crichton-verse kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and then in this last season when they had uh, the Game of Thrones guys with the dragon in the basement. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to sell it to that guy in Costa Rica. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. I freaked out on that one, too. Yeah. So I'm like, wait. So Jurassic Park and Westworld exist in the same universe then?
0: Yeah, it's totally confirmed. I mean, my thing is that it's almost like maybe... I don't know. I don't know what what I don't know what you would prefer, but to me, I almost hope that like Jurassic Park was real and then it failed, but then so they decided to make robot versions of them so that they could be safer.
1: I think that would make more sense, honestly, because it's <laughs> like you see this chaos that happened in the first park. Let's just make robots. You know, yeah,
0: it's a, I'm sure making a robot is cheaper than making a dinosaur, right?
1: I would think so. (laughs) I mean, yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
0: Well, what did you, what did you think of season three? I think, cause I mean, that's what, that's, I feel like as we go into, you know, the, the Emmys this year and stuff like that, were you mm-hmm. excited for season three? Did you, were you following like, I don't know, are you somebody that like, watches trailers and kind of like keeps up with, keeps up with like, you know, sort of the hype train until the thing comes? I mean, it seems like you are, but.
1: Sort of. I mean, I try and limit my trailer watching just because of like spoilers um it happens less with tv shows though so um yeah i was definitely all over the westworld stuff and i even wore my westworld sweatshirt today for this yeah um because oh, yeah they exciting. were doing they were doing all that promo right before season three came out and they did like a, a prize like be the first whatever 100 people to apply, and you get a prize pack um so that was cool. Oh, cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but um yeah, no, I was hyped because I mean, you knew that Westworld was kind of done like being in that world since all the hosts were free essentially. So I was really looking forward to seeing where they were going, and especially casting um why am I blanking on his name? Aaron Caleb.
0: Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul?
1: Yeah you know casting another big name to come in you knew that something different was you know was going to go into a different direction
0: yeah that's a good point yeah it's like because to me to me season three like as much as it's in the real world it's it feels like it's almost and I don't know if that's maybe a response I felt like that was my kind of thinking going through season three or like the lens that I was kind of watching it was like almost like that season three is like the like Back to basics, which is weird because I don't feel like Westworld was ever... Because I feel like season one is, like, beautifully complex and has a lot of Mm -hmm. characters and weaves them all very well. But season three was almost, like, even more... I don't think it's simple, but it's just more... It felt like we really had our cast and kind of focused on them and not really... You know, other than Caleb and Serac, I mean, were there really any notable new characters, you know?
1: No, I think everybody... They brought in was quickly killed off.
0: <laughs> like maybe the Liam guy got a little bit of like character development near the end. You know, oh, another di- dinosaur fell.
1: <laughs> dinosaur down.
0: <laughs> That's only one during the, during the actual recording. So I'm proud of that. But it was the concavenator. Speaking of Lockwood, like even people like Lena Waithe and like Marshawn Lynch, like they they are mm. in the season and they have some cool parts, but they're not really like fully developed characters.
1: no. I think we're just trying to get uh, the two worlds in sync again with all these new characters to kind of figure out, like, what the actual world is like, because we don't, you know, we don't see any of that in the first couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It's almost like season three was like just setting up what the world outside of Westworld actually looks like.
1: Like what technology we have, you know, and how
0: corrupt people are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What were some of your favorite episodes?
1: I really liked anything really where Dolores got to beat the shit out of people.
0: I think I think that's I mean like genre and like where she's just like firing the rockets and the machine guns out of the car and and like again I don't think it's like a romance that Caleb and Dolores have or whatever. It's more of like he's just like starstruck by her or something. Yeah, pretty much. By how powerful uh, she is. And I was saying this in a previous uh, Sea Westworld right but to me I feel like season three was like showing Dolores having some fun again and I really Mm -hmm. like that because she's so just like and for for all the right reasons she's very just like bitter and feeling betrayed in season two and so season three is her like you know in like just uh, in full action like warrior mode
1: yeah she kind of felt like the most human in that season yeah you know, because she was finally not under control of the corporation and was doing whatever she wanted.
0: Yeah, totally. But like overall, you you were you you dug season three overall.
1: Overall, yeah. I don't. I was really some of the plot lines. I'm like, really, why is this here, except to bring Caleb into the story? Like the whole Rico, um, like the phone thing that they did. Yeah. Like, why is this important? Yeah, I don't, you know, just I mean, I guess it showed what the world was like at this point, but um, I think that was like the whole, wasn't that the whole first episode was just kind of introducing Caleb? And I'm sitting there like, okay, where are my people? Like, who survived? (laughs) Like, what are they doing? Where's Maeve?
0: Well, yeah, I think that's why it's like, I think for me, my what I mean, I, I do like season three, and I feel like Westworld. really like i think they stick the landing and i think it's a thing like where i constantly heard people being you know i didn't really like the first half of season 2 and was out by episode 5 or you know 4 or 5 and mm-hmm. like but if you waited till episode 6 or 7 then you right. got shogun world and then you got mave like a, l- a lot of the most amazing mave stuff was in the back half of season 2 and yep all the charlotte reveals and all that stuff and you know like to me like the back half of season 2 is brilliant and mm-hmm. same thing with season 3 i felt like the first half felt very slow mm-hmm. by Westworld standards, but like the back half is so good.
1: Yeah, I think we we had to set everything up. So it was really kind of, OK, what are we doing? When's everybody going to actually get together again? You know, because I think wasn't it a while before Dolores and Maeve even were in the same area.
0: Well, yeah, I feel like in I mean, there's one great moment. I feel like in season two where they kind of cross paths and it's like, okay Maeve's just like, okay, whatever, I'll do my thing and you, you'll do yours, you know? And right, then we he,
1: disagree, but okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And then yeah, and, but I, I really like how season three came together and it, like having, I mean, the conversation with Maeve and Dolores inside was it inside Dolores's head or something? Like mm-hmm, at the very yeah. end? Like I thought that was very beautiful, like to have those characters finally kind of come together and be like, what, wh- what was all this about, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that. And, like, I think it was a good, they did a good job transitioning us because it was very much getting us into this new world and away from Westworld as we knew it. So they had to do something that got us, you know, to present day or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, I I, I feel like season three is going to be, I feel like season three feels like a transition to me. and. and mm-hmm maybe it won't be as appreciated as much until we get season four where we kind of understand what all, like, what it all means. Because I think if they continue to develop characters like Caleb and and maybe have even Serac come back, like, then you'll appreciate that you got to know them in season one or season three, you know, and it's not Mm -hmm. just like they're introduced and but yeah, like, it, it definitely felt like season three. It was like kind of almost like yeah, starting fresh or kind of like familiarizing people. It's like, but you know, I I wonder, and I, and were you like this at all? Were you like, is there going to be some weird twist where we're not actually in the real world? We're still in the part. Like, were you, was any of that oh, yeah. stuff going through your mind at all?
1: Totally. I was waiting for that, like <laughs> some future world or something to happen. Like, but it was kind of too depressing for that to happen. I was hoping it wasn't going to be like
0: that. That's interesting. Just- Just because it's, like, too much or something like that?
1: Yeah, because, like, everybody, I mean, as horrible as some of the things people were doing in Westworld were, like, it was still people, like, enjoying themselves, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: And then we have, I still remember, like, I think I watched this episode a couple of times, actually, the one where the Charlotte slash Dolores host, you know, tries to go and save her family, and then they get blown up. Yeah. Like, that definitely, I mean, you knew this was the, the real world and they weren't in some fantasy land.
0: Yeah, that's not, I mean, also, I mean, it just feels like, I feel like probably the creators of Westworld needed like a, to call season three a palate cleanser is maybe a little bit of a strong statement or, but like, you know, they just needed to like get their bearings. And I appreciated that we got to know Charlotte, the real Charlotte Moore, And I, I found mm-hmm. that so fascinating that the idea that the care like, the, the Pearl Dolores that was inside Charlotte didn't know who Charlotte was and she had to figure out who she was through herself, you know? hmm Like, maybe, like, like that to me was, like, an interesting mindfuck that was, like, really cool to explore.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a nice little twist in there, too, that, like, there were, were there five Doloreses that yes. did?
0: Yeah, it, or something like that, where it's, like, Yeah, Yeah. like you
1: thought they were the actual host characters, but then they were actually Dolores, but then like they were Dolores, but taking on different kind of personalities or versions of her. Yeah. That was very interesting. And how specifically like Charlotte, like she pretty much didn't want any part of what Dolores was doing at a certain (laughs) point. She's just like, I I don't want to be part of this. I'm going to go save my family. That's. Not actually my family, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the the sort of like who's more human, the 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 host or the human, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and and you know, and I think it. it, I feel like for me, because I I don't watch as much TV, but I also like understand that to me, it's like, or I guess it just becomes harder to judge individual episodes because it's all Mm -hmm. part of one big piece. It's almost like, how could you? Imagine just watching like the first 10 minutes of Jurassic park and then like having to right. wait a week or something like God.
1: that would be horrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody, people might not stick around, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like how would, or yeah, that like, I'm trying to think of like where the first spot in Jurassic world would be where you would like cut to commercial. It would be like, it would be um, like the, after the uh, Zach and gray are like, you know, on the boat and then it shows Nublar and then it's like, all right, cool. You got to wait a week now for the next one.
1: Right. And you're like, but, uh, we didn't even see dinosaurs. In yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. We didn't even see. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes it's hard. Like it's, it was, it was like a very mind trip experience, like watching season three in real time. Like it was mm-hmm. very, I almost, I almost think that if I, I mean, I probably will end up doing it when season four comes out. I'll, I probably will end up doing the week-to-week recap thing, but it's almost, mm-hmm. like, too much. Like, it's almost like I really enjoyed watching season one in what felt like a complete movie kind of experience. Right? Did that, did you enjoy rewatching them, just kind of getting to watch it at your own pace?
1: Oh, yeah. I think, though, too, is that I can kind of focus in on the plot lines that interest me more than others, too. You know, because some of them, it's like, you remember what happens with such and such person or whatever but then other things you can really focus in on because you know if something may have might have said in season two you're like wait what was she doing in season one that led up to this
0: oh interesting
1: so i think it helps me make connections and like i kind of make mental notes of like okay when i rewatch this i'm going to focus on this person or this plot line and it makes more sense about their actions and what they're doing and their whole character arc in the future seasons
0: oh i like that i like that a lot i i felt like it almost seemed like people who are watching game of thrones it was like ah damn it we got to follow these people this week like (laughs) i wonder if somebody's like created a game of thrones like playlist for it's like if you only cared about Daenerys or something like that
1: i don't think i've seen it but that would be lovely
0: (laughs) because yeah it would be frustrating if if there was a plot line or a character you didn't like and and then this week, they only focused on that character.
1: I definitely did that with Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, I like, I mean, they were important to watch, but well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a doozy of an ending. But, you know, there's certain characters like Theon or Bran, which I didn't particularly like. So it's like, all right, I got to watch what they're doing or these horrible people continuing to be horrible people. Do I really want to watch this? Or you're just waiting for them to get killed or something.
0: Yeah. I I, know, I didn't really feel like there was any one character or storyline that I didn't like in Westworld.
1: No, I got to agree. I mean, I think they're all well thought out, purposeful. Like yeah. they don't just throw, you know, like even Clementine, which I kind of didn't expect to even see in season three, even though she was just in that small little scene. But it was nice because even as her being like a secondary character, she got a nice arc, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it felt like, yeah, and seeing Musashi again and mm-hmm. like uh, Maeve getting to be in a uh, war world and getting yes. this kind of sad version of, um, what's his name? Uh, Hector? Yeah, Hector. Like getting to see him again in that way it was kind of, you know, it it what, it, what I like about Wes, it's, it, and I wonder like, for season four, if there's a way to have more dimensions of people like that again, like in different guises mm-hmm. or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting, too. Like you mentioned Hector, like that whole war world. Like, I mean, that covered a few episodes that they kept going there and redoing stuff. But I loved that section where Maeve was trying to figure out how to basically get out and manipulate everything from the inside and getting to see Hector again. But then heartbreaking he dies
0: yeah it was very like matrix to me in a way yeah
1: it was
0: (laughs) see and i and and that's what i liked about season three it felt like it was like um like a collage of like all your favorite sci-fi movies from like the last like 30 years
1: it really is yeah because it's like it's kind of i mean it's modern day but not really like they have enough of stuff we can relate to that it's not super futuristic but then you know, they obviously have all this advanced technology where it's not something we could do.
0: Yeah, no, and in, and and the and Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan are smart enough that they, again, to me, I think season three was best when it was having fun,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: you said, when when Dolores is like kicking ass. Like to me, this was like, if we're gonna play with some of these science fiction tropes and stuff, like let's have fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you gotta find a nice balance too of having all of the horrific things that happen with having some of that humor and fun.
0: Yeah. I guess what are your theories or thoughts or kind of excitements excitements about season four? I mean, it feels it feels hard to talk about it now because it's like probably like two or three years away.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and,
0: and like thinking about something like that of like, ooh, I'm excited for Westworld season four in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. It's like I guys, I can't I cry. <laughs> I can't think that far ahead. And I can't like, but I mean, how? Do, what did you think about the season finale? And like, what are you, do you have any like thoughts about where it could go?
1: Well, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I have my doubts that Dolores is actually gone, gone. Like she may come back in some form. And then Maeve, I mean, I want to know what happens to her next because I think she's kind of just she can do whatever she kind of wants now at this point point. and then the thing that kind of really messed me up and what i think about with the season finale is bernard in the hotel room yeah and like that little um it's obviously a time jump because he's covered in dust yeah you know like how many years has it been <laughs> what's happening like what have all these other characters been doing since then
0: yeah, what happened to Stubbs?
1: Yeah, like he's probably dead in that tub.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh no, Stubbs is dead in the tub. R I P. This is our Dr. Seuss Westworld <laughs> novel. I will not will not kill a robot. I will not will not Yeah, I don't know. I can't I haven't had enough coffee yet today, but to to, to do Westworld Doctor Seuss rhymes. But
1: that actually be hilarious.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I love it illustrated like West like Doctor Seuss style Westworld children's book. Explained. That arc should
1: be really cool. Like the robots, but Doctor Susie?
0: Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so cool. Like Dolores, you could totally see a Doctor Susie looking Evan Rachel Wood like Dolores with like the blue dress.
1: Absolutely, I yeah, think that'd be cool.
0: All right, somebody get on some some. <laughs> but somebody who can
1: draw get on this.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I th- I'm excited for season four because yeah, again, to me it almost felt like season one for people who. But I, I also agree with you in that sense where it's like, you know, the first half really was kind of a, more about developing the world and Caleb's story and kind of making Sorok feels kind of like a satisfying villain in a sense. But it's almost like, OK, like if season three was this kind of transition and intro into these new elements, then it's almost like to me, it's almost a lot like Fallen Kingdom, like, you know, Jurassic World was theme park and all this stuff but mm-hmm. it and then fallen kingdom it's almost like well okay we want to get dinosaurs to the mainland so we have to like introduce all these new concepts like a you know a secret partner and you know it to me season 3 is very much like okay let's if we want to tell this story that's going to last longer than the simple concept of robots in a theme park or mm-hmm. dinosaurs in a theme park we have to like introduce some new concepts to sort of give this whole worlds a, a bigger picture so to me season four feels like it's gonna be i don't know like it could be just as like frenetic and weird and intense as season two in a way
1: yeah i mean i really think they could go anywhere because like you're saying this is kind of the fallen kingdom where dinosaurs got out this is the hosts are out and they got left what was all that stuff that they released to the people like everybody was getting those messages on their phone oh of their fate. That, like, Yeah. Yeah, like none of their decisions were like their own. And well, you, yeah, yeah
0: you would like know if you like, if you're like, it, you would know what would happen to you essentially. <laughs> like you become this person, you get divorced and then you die, you know, or whatever.
1: Right. So, you know, I think that's going to have some massive repercussions in the next season with, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to see a lot more humans, I would assume, then too, and not just the host.
0: Yeah. But I, I also think, too, that like, having Lawrence come back and Clementine kind of like, Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe, I mean, you know, obviously it's like, Oh, I would have loved to have seen them more, but I think in a way that maybe we will get to see those characters more in season four, that it was like, yeah, like they were just resetting the table, but then we got a taste. It's almost like Charlotte in season one where it's like, we got a taste of that character. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. We got to see Lawrence and like Clementine come back and, then maybe they'll like have a bigger role again in season four.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of hoping so. I mean, I would hate to abandon a lot of those characters. I know I was really sad that Armistice didn't show up in season three. I was waiting <laughs> for her to pop up in that same scene as Clementine.
0: <laughs> You're like, come on. They're literally come like, on. that's what she's, that's her whole thing.
1: I know. i <laughs> so sad.
0: Well, you did. You, I mentioned earlier, cause you did cosplay as her. Was that yeah, this year? Or was that la- last year?
1: That was this year, well, time um, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was during season three. I can't remember oh, if wow. I did it for the premiere no, I did it for the finale of season three it was the day I painted myself.
0: that's so fun.
1: It was actually really fun and not actually that hard to be honest. so
0: to give yourself a full like uh, yeah
1: the the hard tattoo. part will be like the back, my back doing the snake because obviously I can't see what I'm doing, but um. <laughs> I think that'll be a really fun cosplay for the future.
0: Yeah, for any. I mean, it seems like you, there's so much you could. I would love to see somebody do Dolores, but like in when she has like the robot exposed parts.
1: I have always wanted to do like an exposed robot, like arm or something with makeup. Cause I've watched so many tutorials on how to do that. And I think Westworld now, it would be, it would make it more obvious. Cause my thing about, Cosplaying is sometimes people just don't get the cosplay unless it's super super obvious. Yeah, and I think Westworld is going to be one of those difficult ones because, especially season three, there's they're just in normal clothes most yeah, of the time.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I think something like Dolores's kind of any of her stuff with like a partial robot arm or something would be really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean Maeve and her and her. Samurai outfit, you know, oh, yeah. in the katana.
1: it be a really cool group costume.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Like a full Westworld crew. Yeah. I want to oh, dress so up fun. as like the, um, as the, uh, that giant robot buddy that gets <laughs> Caleb's robot friend from like the trailers and stuff.
1: I did really like him
0: too. I know. I wish maybe he'll come back. Who knows? I mean, probably. But yeah, no, it's going to be a while before season four, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I hope that they, because it seemed like they do tons of stuff. I mean, speaking of somebody who works for like viral website stuff, it seems like Westworld does some really cool stuff. Like, I was watching, because just to refresh myself on the end of season three, I was like watching all these season four like fan theories. And it's like there's Mm -hmm. websites where like there's messages and you type and you can talk to Dolores. It's like, ugh, this is so cool. I I feel like Michael Crichton stuff really lends itself to for that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I know. I was. When the show was on, actually, um, I was playing with their website a lot because they were doing, like, they were adding stuff as it was going. So it was opening up more because I signed up for, like, the corporate email from (laughs) them kind of thing. And so they would email you, like, Westworld is experiencing difficulties. And then at one point, it was like, Westworld is closed until further notice. So it was kind of fun to get those and just play around with their in world site.
0: that's so cool yeah no this has been so much fun again i i to me i was like bummed that i missed season one of westworld and season two of westworld in real time because it felt like this was the kind of show i would have loved to have like if i had worked at an office like would have loved to have gone around every monday to be like oh my gosh did you see dolores and what's going on with teddy and like why is the like the man in black but then there is is uh is that younger version guy? Is that like, you know, because like finding out the Man in Black was that character, like the yeah. same, like that stuff in season one was just so fun. And like, that was blood. trippy.
1: Like the whole like hat reveal thing. Yeah. So good.
0: But yeah, Sam, this has been so much fun. Thank you for chatting Westworld with me.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Um, I mean, I, I was thinking about the Emmy stuff. I mean... It's really funny because, I mean, I definitely think Jeffrey Wright and Tandy Newton should win awards. I think even though, to me, like, I mean, I felt like, I mean, the stuff with where he goes back to Arnold's wife in season three was Mm -hmm. amazing.
1: Oh, I cried.
0: Yeah. No, it (laughs) was so, so. Yeah. Yeah. Even if this is Jeffrey Wright's, like, smallest Westworld season, he still deserves to win it.
1: He absolutely killed it.
0: And then, but it's, I mean, the title designs, I mean...
1: Well, yeah, they have, what, uh, special visual effects nominee, costume nomination. They oh, should. yeah, the costumes. Like, they're phenomenal throughout these seasons. Like, how they've changed and adapted to each of the worlds.
0: Yeah, they d- they deserve it all. Where can people follow you and find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SamanthaJo28.
0: Nice. I'm just going to have some beautiful cowboy music play us off because... I just want to live back in that world when it's safe. It's like Jurassic Park and Westworld. It's safe most of the time. Well, Jurassic World is safe most of the time. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to be for now. Perfect. Thanks, Sam. This is so much fun. Thank you, Steven.